Welcome to the Stuff and Junk Show, where we share our opinions on random subjects from interesting news, social topics, pop culture, our likes and dislikes, things we've seen, heard, or read, to what we did and what we do. You know, Stuff and Junk. Hello, my name is Albert. This is Johnny. And so we are continuing our retrospective of the 2010s. I believe this should be the last one, because mm-hmm. we're doing our general retrospective for this one. Um, Ruti can't make it for this episode, so she'll be back next week. <laughs> Maybe? 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 Anyway, so yeah. Um, I pretty much got a bunch of articles about the 2010s, and we're just kind of going to choose some sure. of them. Just go to the show notes to click on the link. We're not going to cover the whole articles. We're just mm-hmm. we're going to kind of skim through them. One of the biggest things about 2010s are gadgets. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are two gadgets that I definitely want to mention mm-hmm. in out of the out of the decade. Mm-hmm. The iPad. The pocket rocket. What? I'm sorry, what? The iPad. Oh, okay. Sorry, iPad yeah. came out 2010, yes. exactly. Right? And that was... Uh, even though tablets have been around before the iPad, mm-hmm. the iPad has been so influential with tablet yes. use, right? Yeah. For for this decade. So, don't think we can... I want I want to get the iPad eventually. Mm-hmm. I don't really have one. Why I'm, so soon? Why so soon? It's only been a decade. <laughs> Actually, if I remember quickly, I got my first iPad in 2012. I think I got the third generation of the iPad. So, you know, like most new devices, you wait a couple generations before them to work out the kinks. And I still, to be honest, I still have it. Yeah. Right. I mean, I'm just, the reason why I haven't got one is because I prefer Android. And mm-hmm. and the, the iPad, <laughs> iOS has been kind of limiting. Yeah. There was some stuff with mm-hmm. file storaging yeah. and, and file managing that, that, that Android has that that iPad does not, but mm-hmm. now that iPad actually has file management now, right. I kind of want to get an iPad yeah. now. I yeah. have, uh, I, like I said, my first one was two, 2012, and I got a new one, I think, uh, last year and stuff like that. And I dig it. And it's the, it's the, I, I use it so often. It's one of those things where I remember, uh, what do you call it? As I watch, when I binge watch TV shows and stuff like that, I run out of batteries. Like, oh man, I can't, I can't, it sucks. I can't finish this binge watch. And then I realized, oh, I have a TV. You know, it's gotten to a point where I forgot. I forget I have a TV now because I use the iPad so much. Mm-hmm. I dig it. Now, the other thing that I want to mention is the Amazon Echo. I yes. have a Google Chromecast. A Google Chromecast. I have a Google Fire. Home or Google Google Nest Home, oh, or sure. whatever they're calling it nowadays. Yeah. But Amazon Echo popularized the speaker the speaker mm-hmm. device. Yeah. Right. So that that has to be mentioned. I have it on my TV kind of mm-hmm. right now. So yeah, you're right. It's it's very it's popularized uh, yelling. In, in, in your room <laughs> in nowhere. It's it's pretty much like Star Trek. Yeah. It's like you're talking to the computer in the room, like yeah. you know, computer, you know, turn on TV, you know, something, yeah. something like that. Hey, Amazon Echo's like, hey, what's the temperature like? I always ask what the temperature is. Yeah. What the temperature, is it going to rain? That, that's one of yeah. my popular. Actually, for for yeah. my for my Google, I I have like a preset thing. If I say good morning, yeah. it will actually tell me the stuff that I wanted to hear. Like they oh, tell yeah. me the calendar, the, the yeah. day, kind of thing. And also the thing is, I'm a horrible spell. I can't spell anything. So if I, when I'm helping my nephew, like doing homework yeah. and stuff, yeah. like, any word spell, I just yell. I just yell out like a maybe. How do you maybe spell I, this? Yeah, how do you spell this? How do you spell I don't that? do spelling. I do definition. Oh, like, really? hey, what's the definition oh, of yeah. this? Or yeah. what's the other? What's another way of saying this? Yeah, that I used a lot. Yeah, yeah. like a, like I help my uh, my nephew like. He needs synonyms or something like that for this word. And I, I yell it out, out, hey, what's a synonym for this? It's like, all right, cool, cool, cool. Yes, of course, for this podcast, you hear us talk about like data stuff. Yeah. And what, when, when did the movie come out? I would not do this podcast without, if, if it wasn't for hey, Google. You know, Cancel. <laughs> God damn it, Tammy. <laughs> yeah. What, it, what, uh, there is yeah. one other gadget that will, in quotes here. The Tesla. The Tesla car, yeah. we finally have like a real... Cool-looking electric vehicle mm-hmm. that a lot of people are actually buying. That's quote-unquote affordable. And stuff yeah, like and yeah. quote-unquote a lot because we live in California, so we see a lot of it. I yeah. have no idea how this sells in Middle America. I can't speak to Middle America, but I do see it in China a lot. Really? Well, yeah. China's even into it. Ch- China's into it. In the last oh, couple wow. Years, that that says a lot, actually. That says a lot. And I, as far as Middle America, I do go to Chicago once a year. And to be honest with you, I don't see it. Often in Chicago, but only because the weather is so bad. You know what I mean? Okay. And you know, uh, winter is horrible in Chicago. So uh, if you get any kind of car in Chicago, uh, unless you have a garage, obviously, it's gonna get a lot of weather damage and stuff like that. True, maybe, true, maybe true. that's the reason why. Anyway, now of course we wouldn't have gadget if it wasn't for science. Yeah. So I figure we should talk about some of the awe-inspiring scientific discoveries of the 2010s. Sure. Uh, we had our first image of a black hole. Right. Okay. I didn't know we didn't have an image of a black hole mm-hmm. until they mentioned, hey, we have the first image yeah. of a black hole. Oh. Like, really? We didn't have yeah. one before? So what What? What we have you been seeing this whole time? Yeah. <laughs> and this is not the one, that thing that Matthew McConaughey went through to talk to his daughter in the past <laughs> so she could invent anti-gravity or something like that. Isn't that what, isn't that what black hole is? Yeah, so, it, so it's weird, right? Like, like yeah. I did, I, oh, for all these times, I thought that, you know, we, we always knew. 
Uh-huh. Hmm. Um, the, the NASA's Curiosity rover was the whole thing, like how it was getting samples from Mars and whatnot. Sure. That was the whole thing in the 2010s. Mm-hmm. So that, 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 I think that's, that's worth And we mentioning. got really clear and really crisp pictures of, of, uh, of Mars, right? Because yeah. of the rovers. And yeah, SpaceX. SpaceX was the thing that happened. That was this decade? That was this decade, oh. according to this... Uh, oh, the SpaceX made history by sending the first ever commercial spacecraft to dock right. with the ISS. That's the one where didn't we send one of the InSync boys up there? Isn't that what that was? Do which one? Didn't Lance Bass go up there? As far as oh no, oh, that was to Russia. It was one of the InSync people. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's right. He did do that. Yeah. But this one happened in the 2010s. The Higgs boson thing, the large hard hadron collider, the God particle thing. This happened in that the was decade. Yeah, that was last decade. I thought it was last decade too. Yeah, I thought it was a 2005, 2016. Yeah. Oh, according to this, yeah, it's 2012. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, once again, uh, check out the show notes. We do have the links in there. Another thing about uh, this decade, uh, fake news. Uh-huh. So we have here from Gizmodo of 30 viral fakes that you find in 2010s. Mm-hmm. And let's see what we got here. Are we talking about the fake news that, that swung an election or not swung an election? I don't know. That was just off, just we're keeping it light, right? This is all fun viral videos. I've, oh, uh, sure, yeah. but but then Trump was photoshopped a lot this uh, mm-hmm. this decade. So mm-hmm. there's there's that. That was a meme thingy. Uh, fake hoverboard. Oh, fake hoverboard. Remember oh. the whole thing that, that they showed that they showed that. Oh, we finally what is the hoverboard? That's and, one actually I don't remember. But the first one you, you scroll past the the high the the the, the flooding the highway of the show. Yeah, I, I have seen that. that image too. I, I see that before too. Yeah, you, you didn't you didn't this, see this fake hoverboard video? Mm-hmm. It was no, it was it was it went viral on uh, it went viral on right. uh, and they even had Tony Hawkett on it uh-huh. to to lend it credibility. Oh really? And then it was revealed it was like a fake. Oh, hey, is, is this there was what celebrity was it? Because there was that 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 famous ice storm that hit New York, and then somebody captured an image of uh, the day after tomorrow, and some celebrity reacted to to as if it's real, like the whole uh the whole New York City was like frozen ice. Storm. It was something like that. I remember that was an example. And are you going to show the one where Jimmy Kimmel did one where the lady was hanging up was hanging upside down? Yeah, yeah. The, was it the one with the fire? Yeah, the one at the fire or something like that. It went viral. Or was and it an animal thing? I think it was a... Jimmy Kimmel has several of them. Yeah. That's for sure. And that was like a viral thing and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Hmm. That's, a, that's more of a prank. You know what I mean? It was more of a prank, but it was like... It went. It was fake and it was viral, so I yeah. guess it counts. Yeah. All right. Next up, we have uh, 30, 30 biggest food trends of the last decade. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is, is it like a foot fetish thing? Oh, food. I thought you said foot. Trends. Oh, sorry. Not food uh-huh. trends. I Was this the decade of food trucks? Was that uh, last decade? Well, food food trucks was I guess food trucks was a thing, uh-huh. but I don't think I don't think they'll count. It's really more about the food, right? Yeah. Um, you got you got avocado. Yes, avocado was a correct. big thing in twenty ten. This is true, and yes. I, I almost could say like we should miss just stop the segment right here. Yeah, because yeah, avocado was the thing. Avocado is delicious. This yeah. is correct. Uh, there are other ones that he mentions here that I only recently tried, like like the acai bowl, acai mm-hmm. bowls. Uh-huh. And acai. speaking of bowls, I believe this is the decade of poke bowls. Poke bowls. Yes, poke, poke bowls, bowls, big thing. And also, I don't know if this is a regional thing, but definitely for Southern California where we live, uh, boba, boba iced tea, right? Well, boba's been around since the last decade, too. I'm talking about white, you know, going mainstream here. Uh, it was mainstream last decade. Yeah. That's when it was mainstream. Yeah. Matcha, matcha was a thing this uh, decade. A lot of people was into matcha yeah. this decade. I do drink a lot of uh, green tea, if that's the same thing. Oh, and alternative meat. Oh, that's right. This yeah. is correct. Yeah, got to mention that. I haven't tried it. Have you tried it? Impossible, the Impossible Burger. I tried. Burgers? I tried both of them. Impossible actually does taste a little better than Beyond. All right, but uh, but yeah, I, and I've tried also Belief. Belief is another one that I tried recently. You know, the the whole key point here is that you can't tell it's plant based. They do all taste like meat. Really? Yeah. Really. Yeah. All right. I have. I don't think I've tried any. Of like, if yet, you weren't but... told that this was a plant-based meat, you would not know it's plant-based. Okay. All right. Next time I come here, I want you to buy two hamburgers. One of them, the Beyond Burger, or possibly one regular hamburger. We'll we'll do a, t- a taste test. Okay. Wow, wow, wow. Um, the eight best and eight worst songs of the decade. I'm gonna skip that. Uh, check the show notes for that link. But I will go to Billboard list the biggest hits of the decade. Want to take a guess what number one is? Uh, is it Lil Nas X? Yes, of course, Lil Nas yeah. X. Old Town Road. Well, there's like six versions of it, but yeah. True, but still, you know, mm-hmm. it, it kind of does count. Uh-huh. So, let's see. Um, uh, and also, recent, most recently, Billie Eilish. But mm-hmm. I guess that, that could be a 2019 thing. Sure. Maybe we'll talk about sometime thing. So, yeah, just click on the link. Um, yeah. Let's see. 
every Best Picture nominee of the 2010s. I know we did our movie thing already, but yeah. I'm kind of curious what GQ magazine ranked sure as blue. their... I'm sure it's a Green Book. I'm sorry. <laughs> green Book. Every Best Picture nominee of the 2010s ranked. Uh-huh. Number one, I don't disagree. Extremely loud and incredibly close. Everybody was like, well, how is this nominated for Best Picture? Yeah. Right, but let's see. Let me scroll down. Scroll so that's down. the worst nominee. Yeah, that's that's sorry, one hundred. Out of the yeah, out of I mean, I, it wasn't even hundred, but it was the lowest one. I don't even know what that movie is. To be honest, I don't. Remember what what do you think is number one? Number one? Oh, in their in GQ's list, it's either oh crap. What's Barry Jenkins' movie? Moonlight. <laughs> you got it right. Moonlight. You got it right. Moonlight. It has to be Moonlight. Yeah. I'm sorry. I like Moonlight, but come on. It's a very classy movie. It is, but come on. Oh, you homophobic Number two, get out. No, 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 no. no. Wait, wait, oh, wait. Oh, you said what it was. Oh, okay, fine. Get out. Oh, what number, th- what's number three? Something then? in the top ten would have to be 12 Years a Slave. That's a very serious <laughs> you, you, you know the You know the kind of things they would choose, right? Yeah. Uh, the bo- 12 Boyhood. Years a Slave. Uh, oh, Rivals number, in the right. top ten. Oh, very See, good, GQ. I, that, I agree. I'll give you that. Spotlight. Spotlight, actually... I, if I remember Roma, correctly, I, when, I, when, I, when we talked about Spotlight before, I thought that's a movie that wouldn't age well. But actually, I think Spotlight ages very well, actually. I, now, I think movie. GQ missed an opportunity here. They list 12 Years a Slave at number 11. Uh-huh. Why could you list it at number 12? <laughs> in fact, this decision gave me whiplash, which is number, which is number uh, 12. Right. Uh, okay, moving on. Moving on. All right. So, uh, let's see. We got the 14 major events of the 2010s uh-huh. here. This is by history.com, so I guess yeah. it should be important. Yeah. Uh, let's see what they. Oh, Occupy oh, Wall Street, number one. Was that in this? Oh, yeah, that's right. No. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, you, you, want, you want me to take more guess? <laughs> no, this, uh, this major events, right? Let me see. Was one of the tsunamis this, this decade, the Japanese one? Um, I think so. I mean, besides uh, Brexit, the, uh, the U.S. election with Trump, I, uh, that's obvious. And so there you go. Haiti earthquake. That was this decade? Haiti that... earthquake was this decade. Oh, wow. That's a bummer. Hurricanes was. Okay. Terrorist attacks. Mass shootings. Yeah. Uh, wait, no. Your tsunami wasn't wasn't in here. Hmm. I, thought that, I thought that Japanese tsunami was, was, was here. Me was, Too Movement, was, was, was of course. Chicago Cubs wins the World Series. Sure. Simone Biles becomes the most decorated gymnast in history. Sure. You know, other stuff. Okay. Oh, yeah, Tsunami wasn't in the list. Oh, surprise, surprise. Maybe it was in this decade. Let's see. So there are 32 moments. Excuse <clears> me. <throat> 32 moments that made the decade. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see what it says here. This is by TheVerge.com. This is a more uh, general website. Google leaves China. Okay. Launch of the iPhone 4, that of Google Wave. Yeah, this is definitely an article by The, by the Verge. Yeah. <laughs> They're not a big fan of Google. The launch of Twitch, Spotify comes to the US, Netflix becomes Quickster. Oh, hey, hold this on a second. Tech related stuff. Wait, hold on. Yeah. Hold on. What the hell is Twitch, by the way? I still don't know what Twitch is. Do you know what Twitch is? Twitch. Twitch is the thing that it's like a video streaming service. Is that the one where you watch people play video games? Yes. Oh, okay. That's what it's known for the most. Yes. Okay. There's other stuff with Twitch, but that's what people know it the most. Uh, what is Netflix becoming Quickster? You remember Netflix? Oh, this happened this decade. Uh, yeah. Netflix was splitting up the DVD and, and streaming. Right. And people kept selling the stocks. Oh, uh, people kept saying, "Oh, Netflix is gonna go under because they're splitting the company. Right. They're not going to do DVD anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Who wants to subscribe to Netflix just for streaming? Yeah. Wow. Right? It was the whole thing. That was that. Wow. That was apparently this decade, 2011. That's this, the, this is one of my biggest regrets in in life because I was buying, the guy not buying. Uh, yeah, not stock, buying stocks yeah, was yeah. because when Nef- yeah. Netflix was down so bad, I'm like, I really should buy stocks. Yeah. I, I tell people, no, no, this is the time to buy stocks for Netflix. You should do it now." Yeah. And um, yeah, that's what I, I think every, a lot of people have that regret. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Quickster essentially still exists. It's not Quickster. It's it's a DVD.com. Oh, okay. DVD, uh, Netflix DVD uh, yeah. subscription service is called DVD.com. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Shout out to our listeners in Kansas. Uh, Dead of Dead of Steve Jobs. Sure. Facebook buys Instagram for one billion dollars, if I remember correctly, which is a pretty good deal. Oculus Rift arrives in Kickstarter, and it's been a major smash success ever since. Speaking of smash, the launch of Tinder. Oh, ooh. how do we get <laughs> sexy now? There's a bunch of other stuff. Oh, Facebook and WhatsApp, GamerGate. Oh, hold on, Facebook buys <laughs> WhatsApp. You know how? When were the the cost for that? Uh, well, like, this isn't a clickable answer. Ten billion dollars. Ten billion dollars. I think. I think it was 10, yeah. That's, that's worth it, though, isn't it? Because WhatsApp is the most used messaging app around the world, right? I didn't make money off that, though. All right. right anyway. Anyways, other stuff. Check, mm-hmm. check the link, guys. Check the link. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Next up, we have here 33 Ways to Remember the 2010s. This is by New York Times. Sure. Um, 
comic book stuff, spandex ruled around everything around us. Yeah, this is correct. Yeah, that is correct. This is the this is the decade of the comic book superheroes becoming I, a I thing. I concur. Yeah, and then let's see what else says here. It also said here, gay culture owned America and lost its snap. Okay, whatever. That, I don't know what that means, but all right, you, you have to read the article. Now you know what Duckface is. I thought that was a, this that started last this year, really? This decade, yeah. really? No, he, they're talking about the, the culture itself of uh, what called Instagram celebrities and stuff. Oh, Instagram celebrities, you know yeah, 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 yeah. Influencers and that sort of thing. Okay, you look like New York Times' uh, article is very. Uh, yeah, they're not known for like bullet points. Yeah, they're not known for bullet points, man. You actually have to read it and, and think about it. Dance the was everywhere. Yeah. This is not I can agree. Dance kind of gave me the comeback this decade. Oh, really? Oh. Like dancing? Well, you know me, I, I'm dance or die too. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna skip this article. Yeah, come on, check check the show notes. for New York Times. You actually have to read it. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> read it's, what? Yeah, it's not it, like I said. It's not bullet point. That friendly. is so twenty you years know? ago. Asshole. This is Gizmodo, the one hundred most important pop culture moments of the last ten years, mm-hmm. and I got number one to twenty here. Okay. And I guess what number one is uh, number one. It would probably be it might be Endgame, the one from last year, from this year. Well, this is, oh no, this makes this makes more sense. Uh, Disney buys Lucasfilm and brings back Star Wars. <laughs> Oh, that is a big deal. That oh, is a big deal. Oh, that's sort of, oh, that kind of list. Oh, yeah, yeah, that is a big. Is deal. number two Disney buying Marvel? <laughs> Marvel hires Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. That happened in two thousand eight. Yeah, that's that's not accurate. Yeah, this is not accurate. Gizmodo. Hey, even to be more accurate, it happened in two thousand seven. Is this the last twenty years with Gizmodo? Are we doing twenty years? No, go back. Go back to the the headline. Uh, go back to the headline. The one hundred most important pop culture moments of the last. Tw- ten, 10 years. years. Oh, this is wrong, Gizmodo. Yeah. Iron Man was 2008. Idiots. Get it together, man. <laughs> Get your shit together. Okay, go back. Uh, Last Jedi changed the way we thought Star Wars could be. Mm, yeah, sure. Yeah. Deadpool. J.K. Rowling decides to continue the saga of Harry Potter with the Cursed Child. That's also wrong because the Cursed Child is technically is also is technically like an offshoot. It's not an official canon story. Yes, it, no, it is. It is. I believe it is. Yeah, I believe it's in canon. Yeah, it is in canon. I thought. Oh, the, it, I yeah. thought the whole point was that it wasn't in canon. I think, I think Cause, it is. Because Hermione is black in this one? Well, t- to be fair, she says she never specified what color Hermione was. Actually, in, she told her the artist of the books to draw her yeah, white. that's true. That's true. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, besides that. Yeah. Warner I think Brothers puts Zack Snyder in charge of the DCU EU. Oh, and everything's been peaceful and tranquil ever since. Oh, my God. <laughs> Hashtag release the Snyder Cut. Yeah. Good Lord <laughs> in heaven. Okay, I don't know. Oh, Gizmodo, your article is a little, your list is yeah. a little off. Mm-hmm. Okay, and last. But I think everybody list. agrees. It's for, in, in terms of pop culture, it is the decade of uh, superheroes and some of that. And K-pop, especially uh, K-pop Marvel also. Stuff. Yeah, K-pop. Yeah, sure. Did Gangnam Style come out this decade? It, no, I think it was last decade. Maybe it really did. When was Gangnam Style released? Gangnam Style was released in 2012. Yeah, my God. Okay, it seemed like a hundred years ago. Yeah, it does feel like 100 years ago. Uh, Ranker had the best of 2010's list. They got best K-pop groups, most memorable SNL. SNL made a comeback this decade. That's another thing too, right? Yeah, but people argue they never really went away. No, they never went away. But yeah. but because of YouTube and viral media, viral okay. SNL became, became more popular. That's fair. Um, yeah, but yeah, I get, I get, I understand the argument of SNL existing as a as a viral thing, but yeah, I think it's very rare anybody actually sits through an entire episode, you know, from beginning, beginning to end. Okay, okay. Anyways, uh, yeah, Ranker has a bunch of lists. Feel free to look at that. Like sure. I said, we didn't want to, we didn't want to. Um, oh, the greatest albums of the decade ranked by Ranker. Let me click on that real quick. Uh, twenty one by Adele. Number two, twenty five by Adele. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> and then number three. Kendrick Lamar to Pip a Butterfly. Okay. I have not listened to any of those. Come on. Kanye West is in here. Yeah. Frank Ocean is in here. Beyonce's in here. Uh, Kendrick Lamar again. Katy Perry, Kenny's Dream. Wow. Okay. And shouldn't this be also the Daft decade of, of non albums? Because nobody really listens to an album from beginning to end now, right? It's true. All about, uh, singles and all that stuff. Yeah. That is true, true. That's true, too. But there we go. Uh, that's our quick retrospective of the 2010s. I guess we could have gotten more in depth, but we didn't really feel like it. So yeah. there we go, guys. Yeah. There's other podcasts and articles out there that does a better job. At yeah, why listen to us? Why listen to us? That's nonsense. No, no, you should listen to us. Take, I mean, take it back. We I mean, take it yeah. back. No, the thing is, you guys are all there. You guys all live through the decade. You guys know what's up. You know, like, yeah. Considering the fact that we were like that happened this decade. Yeah, that happened this decade. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, everything's all sort of merged. I'm forty. Everything's all kind of 
globe. Everything like a mashed potatoes. Everything all, all together. I can't. I can't. Uh, I can't remember anything anymore. But yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, continuing on this two hundred and sixty seventh episode of the show, uh, we are going to be talking about Watchmen. So, non-spoiler Watchmen uh, recommendation. If you haven't seen nine episodes, eight episodes. Nine episodes. If you haven't seen, if you if you haven't seen the nine episode Watchmen uh, series on HBO, why should people watch it? I think it's great. I think it's very. I mean, the, th- the thing is, I don't know if you, I'm a, a Watchmen enthusiast. I read I read the original comic book and stuff. Like that. I don't know if you. I, so I can't tell if you need need. Do you read that comic book? I say yes. I think you do. I think you do. But it's, it's but see, to read Watchmen, the comic book, you actually have a you need to read like a hundred different comic books. You know, you have to read. You have to understand uh, comic books. That I don't. I don't. I don't agree. With you, have to, you have to understand the art form to get the full impact of the Watchmen comic book and stuff. Like yeah, that. the full impact. But I think a, a layman person can, can jump into Watchmen. Right. I think they can jump into Watchmen HBO if they watch the Zack Snyder version. Sure. Yeah, that, yeah, that gives them for, essentially the Cliff Notes that's, version. That's, of Watchmen, that's correct. Yeah. With, the, with the understanding that the ending is different in the yeah. book, yeah. and then go into the HBO. Yeah, show. if you just if you just know the difference between the, the ending of the Zack Snyder movie and the comic book, you're good to go. That's that's yeah. actually a good point. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's great. I think the comic book, uh, the, yeah, the, yeah. the the ninth episode is terrific. I think it's really challenging. I think it's really uh, it's really smart. I think it's really pushing the art form forward and stuff like that. It's great. I enjoyed it a lot. Big thumbs up. For me. There, there there was this whole thing when when Watchmen came out in the eighties in the comic book where people were like. You can never do a sequel of this of this comic yeah. book series. Mm-hmm. It's sta- it should stand on its own. Yeah. And my compliment to this HBO series is you cannot do a season two of this season of Watchmen mm-hmm. because it needs to stand on its own. Yeah. That's my that's my that's my compliment to HBO's Watchmen. It is definitely a must see TV, arguably the best show on 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 TV this this uh this year, and it's only yeah. nine episodes long. Mm-hmm. Uh, it totally beats Game of Thrones in terms of like actual quality, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, Adrian Watchmen is fantastic. Go watch it. It's only nine episodes, only nine hours of your time. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely check it out. And um, if you're worried about not being able to get caught up, I don't think a season two is gonna happen. Yeah, I really don't think a season two is gonna happen. If it is gonna happen, not for another five years or so. Yeah. Seriously, I I would imagine if they do make a season two, it. At minimum, two years from now. Two, three no, years I from doubt now. it. Yeah. I doubt it. Uh, we'll get to that. We'll have to get right now. It's not yeah. really a spoiler. Damon Lindelof has said he has no idea yeah, what to do exactly. with season two. Yeah. If there is a season two, and he's kind of happy with just being standing yeah, on, yeah. off on his own. Yeah. And the only reason why he called it a season is because he he's assume, he's uh, he's kind of thinking like uh, maybe another creator, not him necessarily, another creator might have an idea that, you know, that they can, he's like passing the torch along, you know what I right. mean? And he's also mentioned that if there is a season two and if he can't come up with an idea, he hopes a person of color, a woman, uh, would be the showrunner and stuff like that. Yeah, sure, but but just like the comic book Watchmen, it's kind of hard to top what came before it. Yeah, and I don't see how you can top this season of Watchmen or this TV series of Watchmen mm-hmm. with a se- with the second season. Like, what are you going to talk about? Yeah. And that's the question that a lot of people answered or que- uh, asked. From the graph, from the graphic novel when it came out in the eighties, like what? How are you going to follow that up? Yeah. So David Lindelof figure out how to follow that up, and now I'm going. How do you follow up what David Lindelof? Did? I, I, I honestly don't know. <laughs> yeah. Right. So anyway, so we're going to we're going to go ahead and go to spoilers right now. Spoiler, spoilers for Watchmen. Spoilers. Go ahead. Uh, to talk about Watchmen, I I think I'll mention I'll talk about my personal experience with the comic book. Right. Uh, I read it a little bit. Uh. As a, when I was in high school, because I would go to Barnes Barnes and Nobles, you know Barnes and Nobles, the bookstore yes. and stuff like that. So I would go in there, I will read a couple of chapters here and there. It was really, it was, it was fantastic. Or, but, or, or should we ask Google? Oh, what is Barnes and Nobles? <laughs> According to Wikipedia, Barnes and Noble Inc. is an American bookseller. Yeah, yes, yeah, that's for, still for, around. For you Pres- kids, present tense for you kids who don't Are know. They still around. Anyway. <laughs> So I would read a, ch- uh, a few pages here and there. I always heard of the Watchmen and stuff like that. But eventually, I think in college, I finally finally put down the twenty dollars and I bought the trade paperback and I read it. Like I think in one night, and it was one of the most kind of the most amazing reading experiences of my life. It was, I remember distinctly after reading it, I I was sleepless that night of all the ideas, all the things that I read in that book. It was it was amazing. And since then, I still hold it in high regards. But you realize certain things about it that doesn't really kind of hold up. You know what I mean? Especially when you re- view view it from like a feminist point of view. You know what I mean? Oh sure, yeah, yeah. that's true. It's it, it's it gets, it's also a little bit rapey and stuff like that. Apparently, yeah. you know what I mean? But, but it's, it's like a rape culture thing. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And but what what's really fantastic about this Watchmen 
uh, nine episodes is it addresses that it addresses that and redeems it you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's 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 fantastic it's it's i love the fact that dame Lindoff was ballsy enough to go in there and quote unquote fix or you know or um address some of the the, the downside of some of the issues of of, of Watchmen, and 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 it's a really a companion piece to the Watchmen comic book uh yeah. we we should have it aside even though we're going to reference HBO Watchmen as a Damon Lindelof show, he will say the writers of the writers' room actually deserve some right. credit. Mm-hmm. You know, the ideas the ideas spawned from him, but the writers' room helped create the series yeah. as well. Yeah. So, but we're gonna as for shorthand, we're just gonna say Damon Lindelof. Right. That's that's just yeah. for your listeners. Mm-hmm. No, go on. Oh, I also recommend uh, the Fat Man Beyond podcast with Mark Bernard, Mark Bernard and Damon Lindelof. He actually lists all the the writers. That worked on the show, all twelve of them, stuff like that. So yeah, that's a, that's a great podcast to listen to. Yeah. So and that's that's and going into this Watchmen series, I was like, oh, you know, I I I I I, I was a little apprehensive because I was one of those people that saw Zack Snyder's Watchmen. I was like, oh, it's it's fine. It's yeah. Good. It's a it's a translation of the book. Yeah. The ultimate cuts was almost was better. Yeah. I, yeah. I thought it was better. It's an almost that. literal translation of the book, yeah. and I guess that's the best we can do. Yeah. You know, kind of thing. And this and, and this, I enjoyed it to yeah, be honest. I enjoyed good, it. Stuff like that. Yeah. And this one. It's just fantastic in the fence, in the sense that how it references the the old comic book, but it's also pushing the comic book, uh, the ideas in the original comic book ahead, and 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 also reconceptualize, especially around the idea of race and trauma and stuff oh, like totally, that. Oh, totally, yeah, yeah, it's really amazing stuff. Which it, which the original graphic novel didn't really handle that much, right? It really was just a deconstruction of superheroes, and almost yeah. kind of ends there. Yeah, and also, but I also have to realize the writer, the point of view of. Of Alan Moore and stuff like that. he's from England stuff like that. Obviously, he's not going to deal with American racial stuff. You know what I mean? Well, it has politics in it too. It has politics in it and stuff yeah. like that. But uh, but you can understand. But somebody mentioned this that uh, it it the original Watchmen uh, is about race by not talking about race in a sense. You know what I mean? Because uh, if the rule if Watchmen the original comic book is about the ruling class, the people that are in charge and power and stuff like that, yeah, the minorities wouldn't be there. I guess you know what I mean. So anyway. That's that's maybe a side, but yeah. Uh, what do you think of the Watchmen, the TV show? Um, like you, I went in apprehensively. Uh, first off, I wasn't sure if it was a, a spinoff or a continuation from the the movie, yeah. or specifically the comic books. Yeah, it turns out it was specifically the comic books, and I didn't even realize it until the second episode. Yeah, right. Uh, another thing too is I came off from the boys and uh, from Amazon Prime Video, yeah. mm-hmm. and I even mentioned to Jamming months ago, like. Oh, it's kind of ballsy for Amazon to release their adult yeah. superhero yeah. show before HBO releases theirs. And I kind of like poo-pooed HBO a little bit. I go, well, HBO, it's the ball's on you now. How are you going to top the boys? Yeah. And from the first episode of Watchmen, I'm like, this show is good. Yeah. And this this is the prestige version of an adult superhero yeah. show, while the boys really is a mainstream version of an adult let's superhero talk about, show. Let's just, that's a good starting point. Let's just talk about yeah. the first episode. The first episode is about the Tulsa Massacre and stuff, something yeah. I didn't know about before the, the Watchmen. You know, I kind of Wikipedia it after and stuff like that. It's it's a ballsy first episode to talk about something that every most people are uncomfortable talking about, race and and, and uh and um, the murder of black people and stuff like that in America and stuff like that. You know what I mean? It's it's incredible to start off a show like that. Not not only that, but a lot, lot of us were like, "What does it have to do with Watchmen?" Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. It was yeah. it was like, "What's going on here?" Yeah, what's going yeah. on? Yeah, what's happening? And what's really crazy about it? So they fall, so that's the first scene. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then it jumps ahead to 2019, right? And then this here's my feelings. So the first thing is the Tulsa massacre. I'm like, oh, uh, America's horrible. Look at the suffering of, of of black Americans. This is incredibly bad. Then the next thing is like, oh wait, a white person is being pulled over by a cop. Right. You know? It's like oh, it's like reverse. Yeah, it's a power switch. I'm talking. Yeah. Oh, this is good. Oh, that's good. Oh, oh wait, the policeman's coming here. Oh, he the policeman is in mask. Oh, that's not bad. That's bad. That's horrible. You know what I mean? Police officers has to be held accountable. That's to show their face. That's not. That's not good. But then, but then he, the policeman goes back and, and he he needs permission to get his fire to get on. his gun. That's, right. that's good. That's very liberal. That's good. Yeah, we shouldn't have deadly force. You police shouldn't have like deadly force. And then so that's good. And then the police, the black police officer gets shot. I'm like, oh, that's bad. Oh, racism. <laughs> yeah, I know. Strikes again and stuff like that. You know what I mean? It, it is weird because it 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 kind of like challenges you. Like, okay, yeah. which side are you gonna be? The yeah. guy who gets pulled over or the cop? Right. And 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 this one was like you really 
like you're describing, yeah. you really flip back and forth because yeah. you have no idea where it was going. And and yeah, when he was asking for permission from the gun, right, right, and he was calling, and and the operator, the yeah. pig guy, whatever it's called, yeah. was giving Panic. him a hard time, yeah. like like like, well, yeah. you know, let's let's verify to make sure you're allowed to do this. Yeah. And I'm thinking in my head as a guy who is more liberal than conservative, I'm like, huh? just give him the gun already, yeah, yeah. right? It's crazy. <laughs> and then it even pushes even further, like. There, then they're at a musical where there's, uh, uh, there's the it's all black cast of Oklahoma. I think like, yeah, that's good. There's black people in Oklahoma, like, like a Hamilton thing. Yeah, the Hamilton thing. Like, oh, yeah. This is great. And so, but so the world, so the whole first episode is like you have it really challenges you to uh, what's for you to figure out what's going on, what world is it and stuff. Yeah. And then slowly as the episode pro, pro, progresses, you realize what up? Oh, Rob Redford. Uh, is the president? He's been he's president for like ten years or something like that. So he passed a lot of like liberal laws. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. but the thing is, this this is what struck me about Watchmen. Now, now I'm talking about the whole nine episodes. You know how the original comic book is about the '80s, about uh, Reagan, and also about the Cold War, and right? Potential Cold fascism. War thing, yeah. But, but this one, over the course of the nine episodes, it reminds me also about. Like today, where we are in America, in the sense that remember eight years ago, Obama became president, and people were like, "Oh, racism is over." You know what I mean? We have a liberal president. You know, he's black. He, he's he, you know what I mean? Actually, now it'll be like twelve years ago. Oh, twelve years. I'm sorry. Or, yeah, yeah, twelve yeah, years yeah. ago. Elected, yeah. yeah. But then you. But then oh, also, what happened during the Obama administration? Like, oh, uh, gay marriage became legalized. So it's like you're riding a wave. Like, oh liberalism work. Uh, you know, progressivism has gone. You know, we're moving ahead. We're going the right direction. But the last three years with uh, what do you call it? Uh, Trump being president and all these uh, uh, anti-immigrant, uh, you know, stuff going on. So it just that's what the nine episodes of this Watchmen remind me of. It, it, it's just like again, just like the comic book. It's a snapshot of where we are. You know what I mean? Because over the course of the nine episodes, I realized this uh, in terms of race relations or you know, of uh, power. It's it's a it's a tug and pull. You know what I mean? It's a reaction. Is a, a also a, a reaction to that reaction. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? No, no, it is. Yeah. I hear you. It, it is. It's like the Jedi versus the Sith. Yeah. You know, if you can talk about that. If you get rid of the Sith yeah. and there's a lot of Jedi, yeah. the Sith will eventually grow more power uh-huh. to try and counteract all okay. the Jedi stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah. In, yeah, in, that, racial, in that kind of sense. Yeah, the racial stuff. And then when they reveal what Angelus uh, finds out that hit her supposed boss and almost like best friend is like a closeted. Uh, no, no, but that happens in the second episode. Yeah, it happens in the episode. yeah. He, it, it, it's a you find out she, he's a Klansman and then he his his justification is like, oh, this is a, this is not this is not, they he pretends that this is not about race. This is like a a, a tribute to my ancestry and stuff. Like, well, that's just like you know those Southerners about you know those uh, well Civil War uh, uh, monument statues and stuff like that. It's just it's just so it, again just like the original comic book. It just—it's just a great snapshot of where we are in America. Right. It now. is a it's flip, fantastic. though. The first panels, the first pages of the comic book was the murder of the comedian. Yeah. Right by an unknown assailant. Mm-hmm. This one is is the murder of the the of the of Judd. Right. Of uh, Don Johnson mm-hmm. by a guy in a wheel, a black yeah, guy yeah. in a wheelchair. Yeah. Like, how does that make sense? Yeah. Right. So it the, the mystery is different. It's the mystery is more like it is who is the guy who is the black guy in the uh-huh. wheelchair. Right. And, and why did he kill this guy? Right. You know, oh. so it it does kind of pull back into what the comic book also started. Right. Oh, have you, did you did you actually uh, what do you call it? Did you actually read the PDP? No, listen to the Fat Man Beyond with. Uh, I have not. Oh, no. it's really good because in Damon Lindelof also mentions in that one he mentions he he just like the comic book it's a murder mystery but he tells you who 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 uh, who committed who, the murder right at the yeah. beginning because he his he realized. In 2019, because of the internet, you know, people are just dissecting everything. People figure out who the murderer is right away. So he, right. so he can't do what the Watchmen comic. Yeah, book he just did revealed back. it. Yeah, he yeah. had to. So you have to tell the audience who it is. But the important thing is, why did he murder him, and what are the circumstances of the murder and stuff. Like and that can you him. believe him though? Yeah, I yeah, honestly thought that it wasn't him. Like he just, yeah. he happens to be there. Yeah. Like there's a reason why he's there, but he wasn't the guy who actually, yeah. like, 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 uh, like Angela's. Like, like you're an old, you're the yeah, old man yeah, in wheelchair. Yeah, yeah. How were you able to do this? Yeah, right. And of of, of, of course, later on, it was revealed how he's do, how he did yeah. it. And why would you murder him as well? Because you right. know. I, he's a good white guy. He's a good white guy. He's the one guy who shows his face. They, 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 it was right after they had dinner together, right? Yeah. And he's all singing and happy and stuff like that. So yeah, good stuff. Yeah, and and, and I mean, we're full on spoilers right now, but just the way they flipped it, we're like, 
Oh, he really was a racist. Yeah. He wasn't. He, he wasn't even. He was a, a racist in disguise, mm-hmm. which you get a lot of in the real world. Where yeah. as Asians, yeah. you know, you meet up with white people mm-hmm. or whatever, and and once in a while they might toss in an Asian joke, and yeah. you're like, hey, that's not cool, bro. Yeah. You know, it's like and his wife is racist too. That's awful. Yeah, but yeah. well, the difference here is that it's like a white person in real life might that we've met may have accidentally done the racist joke and not realized it, but but Judd and his wife. They're, they're, this is their master plan. Their yeah. master plan to get rid of black people yeah. is to become Doctor Manhattan. That's crazy. You know? So it's it is like oh my gosh that it is it yeah. is quite the uh, quite the uh, reveal. Yeah. If there's one thing I learned from this uh, episode, don't trust Whitey, man. Don't, don't. <laughs> what what is your speaking of reveals? What is like one of your, the best reveals that you've seen in the show? And they have a lot of great reveals. <sighs> my favorite reveal. My favorite reveal. Let me see. I think my favorite reveal is. Finding out not only is the grandfather hooded justice, but also that, yeah, it was that the hooded justice was, was black, right? Yeah, you know what I mean. I think that's the f- favorite one. That's my favorite episode, actually. That flashback episode. That that, that, that is the most profound reveal. Yeah, that hooded justice in the comic book was never revealed who he is. Mm-hmm. Was a black guy, right? You know, and, and but that that, and the, that is the most profound and most important, I think, yeah. reveal in the thing. My favorite reveal mm-hmm. is finding out that Oximandias was a statue. I just oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Like, like, he's been there this whole time? Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, just like in the comic book, it's everything's kind of out of order and you, yeah. you, you have to piece it together. Hey, you, you, you realize that that scene from where she buys the farm and the thing crashing right. that happened a few years ago. Yeah. He's been a statue for like a few years now. He's just no, no, actually, supposedly it's not a few years. It's, oh, supposed, it's supposed to be like within like days or a week or whatever. Oh, it was it days? Oh, okay. Yeah, so I know because it was, it was it was shown as a flashback. We, we, we have no idea gotcha. how far a flashback that is. That's one thing about oh, it Oh, okay, okay. Right? Because I got confused. Yeah, that, yeah. Uh, yeah, the daughters. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, they, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, the moment where Angela was like, "Why did you make Osman Diaz old?" Oh, yeah, yeah. didn't think about it. Yeah. Like that's like the biggest hit ever, and that's I right. didn't really think about that yeah. at all. You were like, "It's, it's, really it's actually him. It's actually him." It's actually him. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, did, did did the conversation in Fat Man versus uh, Batman? Yeah, that 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 podcast you listened mm-hmm. to. Did he mention about the elephant? No, no. Okay, the no. the official Washington podcast, which which I did listen mm-hmm. to, he does mention about the elephant. Okay, so, so we'll, that was the most complicated thing that they were that they could think about, and it really ends up with one of the writers suggesting that well, there's a whole saying how the elephant never, never forgets, forgets, right? I, right. I get that part. So oh. so so that's the reason why. If anybody's gonna take away the memories of of what Angela uh, took from the pills, oh, okay. give it to an elephant. Oh, okay. You know, it was like a, that, that way the elephant would be like a bio, uh, biological a uh, computer okay. or memory card mm-hmm. to hold those memories anyway. Mm-hmm. But the thing is that uh, the elephant doesn't live forever, you know. I know. Yeah, I know. That's kind of weird. But oh. I guess they could always siphon it off the elephant. I thought it was later on they wanted to. I uh, speaking of lasting mysteries, I'm assuming. Lou Man, the, the mystery behind Lou Man. Oh, Lou Man. It's the same thing as as Hooded Justice and stuff like that. Because he, he did talk about Hooded Justice a lot in the podcast. Basically, didn't he, didn't, is, isn't it implied that PD is Lou Man? Is yeah. But it was but never confirmed, right? Never confirmed. And, stuff like and I know the P, the the, the PDpedia. Oh, mm-hmm. by the way, listeners, if you never if you're watching Watchmen, uh if you go to the HBO website, there's mm-hmm. actually a thing called PDpedia. Right. Which is the PD is the agent that came that went to the town with, with Agent Blake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Agent Blake, uh, and and uh, he has he has a chronicles of like right. stuff, his opinions, whatever. But in the Wikipedia, the, the conclusion was that have you read the conclusion yet? No. The conclusion is that the FBI has like a warrant for his uh, termination as an oh. FBI agent. Oh, really? Okay. Because because they read the Wikipedia and they go, this guy is delusional. Uh-huh. This guy needs to be. Oh, really? This guy needs to be disbarred from being uh-huh. the FBI. Uh-huh. So they apparently went over there to try and find him, uh-huh. but he's missing. And he also wrote down has vigilante uh, tendencies, kind of thing. His profile and stuff like that. Yeah, you know his profile. So, but he, didn't he admonish Blake for for accusing him of being like a sycophant and stuff like that? He, he, that. He yeah. Was, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I, I guess being there in Tulsa exposed all that stuff. Right. Probably like yeah. really yeah. made him go crazy. But I think the thinking behind leaving that sort of like Lou Man's a mystery it is the same thinking behind. Hooded Justice. Justice, yeah. Yeah, because Hooded Justice, in the comic book, they, they reveal everybody's origin, who they are, who their real identity is, just not Hooded Justice and stuff like that. So I think it's the same kind of idea. In, yeah, in and I, I do like the fact that there is there is a TV show in the TV show. Yeah. And and it's about Hooded Justice's origin. Right. And but, it's very sensationalized. Right, like yeah. That. Also played by a, a, a gay actor and stuff like that. You know, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So that's oh. a nice touch and stuff like that, yeah. Well, but, when they showed the TV episode where it shows Who uh, Did Justice in the White, mm-hmm. I thought that was a flashback. Yeah, <laughs> true. Totally, really? but, and they're like, oh, yeah. it's a TV show. Yeah. That's right, that's right. Yeah. And I'll, it's, uh, I'll just 
uh, let's just talk about my favorite episode. Let's just talk about that. That that episode, that that flashback episode where uh, Angela relives his grandfather's life. I thought it was just spectacular. Yeah. It's it's just amazing and stuff like that. You know what I mean? It, it's such a moving thing because I'm, I'm not a black man and stuff. Like that. I don't know what it's like and stuff like that. But just to see that continuation of trauma from a hundred years ago goes through the generation to Angela and stuff like that. It's very moving. The part where he almost gets lynched is very visceral and very upsetting and stuff like that. And the thing that struck me about it, about it is just here are the sequences of events in uh, in, in Reeves' life, right? Right. Basically, he experiences trauma. As it a wasn't little... even his real name. Oh, yeah. Because he, he, he changed his name in uh, because of Bass Reeves. Oh, right, right, yeah. Inspired. Which, by the way, listeners, if you didn't know, Bass Reeves is it's the inspiration dude. for the Lone Ranger. Yeah, it's a real dude. Yeah, yeah it's a real, real dude. dude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, what do you call it? So he experiences trauma as a little kid. He loses his parents. So it's this horrible thing at Tulsa. So he all he spends all his life trying to get justice and and, and you know for that event. So so he tries to do it within the law. He becomes a police officer. You know what I mean? But then he's faced with racism, right? You know he can't. You know he and he can't. He's helpless against it. You know what I mean? So he goes outside of the law to be a vigilante and stuff like that to try and get justice, and mm-hmm. he can't do it and stuff like that. And to me, the most heartbreaking moment of that whole episode is. He calls uh, Captain Metropolis, I think. Right, yeah, right, right, yeah. And he asks him for he help. Be- yeah. he be- and he, he, he gets shung, you know what I mean? He's used and stuff. He used as a prop and stuff like that. You know, it's just a perfect encapsulation of the black experience. Not only like that, that, but what, yeah. what, what, what was Captain Metropolis' answer to him? Oh, it's, oh, it's not. He didn't even believe in stuff like that. No, no, it wasn't that. It, he said, like, oh, it's, really it, it's going to have to be, it's going to have to be your job to. To take care of of the social issues, whatever. Right, right, right. Like, like they don't want to deal with it. They just yeah. wanna. They're just there for show. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, yeah. that's that's the that stuff they're not interested in stuff like that. You know, they're more interested in you know publicity and in news. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that 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 whole sequence was just heartbreaking. When he, yeah, it is. That it phone is. thing was just heartbreaking and stuff like that. And the only the only way he could get some semblance of justice is. To take it even the next further and just become a murderer, you know, what I mean? a straight up murderer and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Was that, he actually murdering them though? Yeah, he, sh- he shot. Oh the no, no, he murdered the white people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, like speaking that. of the yeah. white people, so <laughs> so the guy, the guy who owns that factory, yeah, you know, yeah, what? yeah, yeah, yeah. You do know about it, right? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, tell the listeners. Yeah, what do you call it? They <laughs> oh named him Frank, right? And the company's name was Frank and Son, Frank and Sons, or something. Like it, that. Was, it was something like company, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, Fred, I'm sorry, it's Fred, it's Fred, it's Fred, and then uh. Uh, Donald Trump's father's name is Fred and stuff like that. Right. And then what do you call it? His his company name was like Friend and Fred's. I think it, I think it was his wife's company's name was well, something like Fred that. and. But whatever. it parallels. It basically yeah. parallels. And of course, people I don't know if people know, but Fred was arrested for being uh, at a he was at like a Klan rally. Yeah, and stuff like he that. was a so Klan member. I understand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's the parallel between. Uh, Donald Trump and and, and the yeah. Washington. Right? Donald Trump was actually kind of referred to in the TV yeah, show, exactly. and also, also, I mean, there's also this series also controversial in the fact that they are the fan base who are like, oh no, HBO is making Watchmen into like a race thing. Yeah. It's like it's like, dude, come on, it's fantastic. It's yeah. this is this is a really example of art pushing the audience, challenging right. the audience, challenging the audience. Think about think about these racial stuff. You know what I mean? These are these are important because the, the the TV shows tells you. This is this is trauma. It's it's black trauma. You know what I mean? Did Lindelof mention that in mm-hmm. in the in the podcast? What do you mean? Which he, his whole thing about the the trauma. I that I don't recall. Actually. He uh, in in the official Watchmen, he Lindelof mentions how how the traumas that that your parents experience mm-hmm. and your the your parents parents experience mm-hmm. get passed down to generation. Right. Even even through the genes, essentially. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Like that. That's and that's also the reason why Angela became a cop mm-hmm. because her grandfather. Was also a cop. Right. She doesn't realize it, but it's in her genes mm-hmm. to be a cop. And I don't know. I don't know if you read the original Watchmen. The, the whole one of the theses of the Watchmen uh, comic book is about motivation. Mm-hmm. Why the, these vigilantes? Why these uh, do the things that they do? You know what I mean? It's, it's about trauma, about things that they experience in the past and how it affects them and why they put on the mask and stuff like that. You know what I mean? You know, Warshock. What do you call it? Puts on the Warshock because his mom was. Oh, yeah, yeah, a horrific, just a horrible person, stuff like that, and childhood trauma. You know about so, the Rorschach controversy with among the fan base too, right? Oh, which was, what's that? The fan base is complaining. Oh, how dare does this show des- uh, desecrate Rorschach's good name by making him the symbol of racist yeah. people in the show? But if Rorschach was uh, what called alive today, he probably he would at, be you know, there. Yeah, <laughs> right. He okay. As much as we like to romanticize Rorschach as the yeah. best character yeah. in Watchmen. He's actually a pretty horrible person. He's a horrible person. Yeah. He actually was a horrible person. Yeah. yeah. He's a horrible... He's not... 
this is a comp, not a Santa comp, but Rorschach is not the hero of the original Watchmen and stuff like that. Yeah. You know I mean? Actually, I don't know who the hero is of the original Well, Watch I think Watchmen. it's part of the thesis, right? About that Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons did. It's a Rorschach test. It's a Rorschach thing. You're like, like, yeah, you these are the heroes, but they're not really heroes. It was yeah. that kind of a thing. I took it as as a Rorschach attack at the at the very end. Like, which side are you kind of off? Are you kind of like uh, what do you call it, uh, Doctor Manhattan? Like, hey, forget. You know what I mean? It, it, I'm not gonna do anything about. It. Are you like? Uh, are we, I mean, will you keep the secret of the three million people die? You know what I mean? It's like I think that's what it's. I don't know. You, you, it, you know. You know Doctor Manhattan. Okay, I, I know the comic book kind of kind of made him kind of aloof. Like, well, mm-hmm. he has all these powers, but mm-hmm. he doesn't really do anything unless he's told to do something or right. whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, this TV series kind of kind of addresses it. Actually, yeah. if you yeah, have yeah. godlike powers, mm-hmm. you know, I, I know I know Will Reeves was like, well, he could have done more things, yeah. right? He could have done more, mm-hmm. but I think you got to see it in a person who does have god powers. Mm-hmm. Why should he care? Right. He's already a god. He does. Mm-hmm. How does that affect him? Yeah, and even even this episode, even in this show, Doctor Manhattan even addresses. I say, uh, I, I lack imagination. You know what I mean? Even though I experience all time, all at the same time, I uh, what do you call it? I I have all this power, but I lack imagination. That's and that's. I think that's one of the reasons why he kind of like he couldn't be he 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 uh, he decided to do what he did ultimately. Like he but the, the thing though. Out. If you're a god, what motivates you to do something for other people? Yeah, you're already a god. Mm-hmm. I mean, how does it hurt you? Mm-hmm. You know, how does it help you? Yeah, <laughs> it's like like what do you care? It is yeah. that kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's I know this this show kind of toys with that idea also. And I, I well, anyway, my favorite episode is the Doctor Manhattan episode. Yeah, that's a really because it plus plus it has a very clever title of an episode. Yeah, a god walks that's to a bar, a bar, which is the name of Angela, yeah. Angela yeah. Abar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like, oh, brilliant. very clever, yeah. very yeah. clever. Yeah, because it's one of those things when you re- when you read in a comic book, this is just going back a bit, you read uh, the comic book and how Dr. Manhattan perceives time and stuff like that, and then you realize, that, uh, then you find out Zack Snyder is going to make that movie, and it's like, how is Zack Snyder going to show hit, uh, you know, Dr. Manhattan's perception of time? Doesn't really do it. Doesn't really do it. No, this one, really it, yeah. they actually did it. It's incredible yeah. the way they sort of represent how they, they, uh, they show Dr. Manhattan's ability to perceive everything. All at once, you know what I mean? There's like there's that one great scene where he's talking, she's talking to Angela in 2019, but also talking to his fa- her father, grandfather in the past, and they they exist at the same time. You know what I yeah. mean? One affects the other, and like the, he says, chicken chicken or the egg? You know which one comes first? The, to him, everything exists at once. And what's really is striking about it is at the core of that episode is it's romance. It's it's a love story, right? It's a love story. It's 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 really it's. Beautiful, and yeah. it's it's kind of incredible how they pulled off that love story in like the last three episodes, because mm-hmm. it's like you have no idea that she's in love with Doctor Manhattan. Yeah, but in a single in a span of three episodes, you yeah. believe their relationship. Yeah, you believe that they're actually a couple. Mm-hmm. It was like because and and you know for for the fan base who who were all about Doctor Manhattan mm-hmm. and Laurie or whatever, yeah. right? That to me yeah. was like yeah. yeah, they're not a couple yeah. anymore. What's really <laughs> that's another thing that struck me about the after they. The 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 what do you call it? the legacy characters are still the characters from uh, the comic books. Yeah, Laura is very Lori uh, is a very sexualized character in the comic book, and yep. in this one she is. And the same thing with Doctor Manhattan; he's just a horn dog and stuff like that. Wait, wait, what, do mean, what do you mean? This, what do you mean? This one she is. She is a horn dog. She has a big old dildo. No, no, no. She she may she yeah. okay. Oh, that's what I mean. But you mean sexualized? She's a sexual. Oh, woman. she's yeah, she's yeah, yeah, fully yeah, mature yeah, yeah. sexual being. But that's what I mean. she's the opposite. I don't mean. Of, I don't mean she's sexualized. I'm right, sorry. but she's the opposite of the comic book, which sexualized her. You yeah, know, yeah, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. This one, she's like. She was nothing to do with that, right? 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 Except, yeah. except she like sex, you know. Yeah. So that's that. But just like in the in the original comic book, Doctor Han is is a corn dog too. You know what I mean? He mm. the reason why he came back from Europa is you, you know <laughs> to get laid and stuff like that. You know what I mean? It's 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 great. It's or great that's because he knows that's what he's supposed to do. Yeah. Because, you know, everything happens at one time. Everything happens uh, <laughs> one time for himself. It's, like it's actually kind of an interesting point that you mentioned the Zack Snyder thing. Because I didn't think about that. I know that the movie tried to be literal in how they translate the comic book to the visual in mm-hmm. the, in Zack Snyder's version. Yeah. And there really was no literal way to translate yeah. how Dr. Manhattan mm-hmm. sees himself. Because even yeah. in the comic books, you don't really get that. Because yeah. at least the comic book said you can put the different panels next to what he's saying. Yeah. But that's all you can really do. You can't visualize that. Yeah. And somehow HBO Lindelof was able to pull it off, and that impressed me so it's, much. It's impressive, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Just like one of the notable things about Watchmen, the comic book is, is those uh, one particular uh, what do you call it? Uh, comic book. I uh, one particular issue called Fearful Symmetry, right? Mm-hmm. Where the first 
panel and the last panel, they kind of mirror each other and stuff like that. You know what I mean? And they kind of do the same thing in this comic book and stuff like that. It's it's really incredible. You know what I mean? Because uh, if you look at YouTube, some YouTube breakdown videos, the first image of an episode mirrors the very last image. Didn't of, I know that? Yeah, you should go back. Oh, you, wow. You look at, like, it's impressive. It's, it's really impressive. And the first image of the series in episode one mirrors what happens in uh what do you call it? in the in the at the last image of 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 uh, of the of the of the series too it all kind of mir- if not visually marriage mir- also the themes and stuff like that you know what i mean i'll give you an example in the last episode it, the the last episode starts with the vietnamese vietnamese lady taking the uh, uh ozymandias sperm and impregnating herself you know taking right, right. taking her, his power to her and at the very end of the episode Angela uh, takes on oh, yeah. uh, Dr. Manhattan's power and stuff. Presumably. Like Presumably. Yeah. I'm, uh, let's just skip to that part. I'm okay. I'm 99% sure she has Dr. Manhattan's power. I'm also, I'm yeah. 100% sure she has yeah. it. Why else would Dr. Manhattan tell Will Reeves, you know, oh, by, by the way, the, the egg yeah. thing, yeah. you know, and she'll know what I mean. Yeah. Right. And also in the, ep- in the other episode, they never call back to, uh, at least not literally, he tells, he walks on water on the pool and he tells Angela, I need you to see this for later, and they never refer back to it in, mm-hmm. in, until she goes eats the egg and tries to walk on the on the pool. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's this is the reason why I think it's going to be really hard to do a season two. Yeah, because how do you make a well? The question of how is always relative because somebody might figure it out. Mm-hmm. How do you make a season two when Angela has Dr. Mahanda's yeah. power? And the thing is, you don't need to. You just yeah. in your imagination by watching these next nine episodes, you 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 can create that story in your head. You know what I mean? Because at the end of this series, she becomes a very self-sufficient, very powerful. She takes everything, you know what I mean? She's, you know, she, she would be actually a great Dr. Manhattan, you know what I mean? Right. She would be a better version of of, of Dr. Manhattan. But, will her, but like I said, will, her, will the power of Dr. Manhattan change her outlook in life? Yeah. That's, that's my also, thing. Also, this, this, this also segues in, back to my point of how Damon Lindelof actually fixes or redeems the original comic book, you know what I mean? Because, like I said, the original comic book—it's not very, like it's not very feminine, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, but if you take this as a companion piece, you know what I mean? This one ends with a woman uh, assuming a greater matter, assuming a greater place in the world, you know what I mean? A, a, a more empowered, oh, true. world, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Not only that, but it also fixes the idea that hey, if you're this genius billionaire mm-hmm. and you decide that the best way to save the world is to kill three million people, yeah. the comic book kind of justifies that. Yeah. This move, this TV show fixes that and, t- and tells people, "Hey, no, that's a bad yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah. Don't do There's that." There's consequences, and yeah. you know who he, who, he actually yeah. arrested him. Yeah, he arrested him. and and uh, uh, Lori, uh, she arrested him and stuff like that. Right. It, you could also look at this uh, nine episodes as men losing power and women kind of coming up. You know what I mean? Like, oh, sure, this sure. This is a very, uh, very feminist approach. Yeah, people have mentioned this. This the ending to this to this. Uh, Watchmen series is different from the original Watchmen in the sense that it's it's more upbeat. It's actually more positive, and I look. I think that's that's a good thing. It's like a yang in the in this in this show. They talk about yin and yang balance. And stuff. This right. is a yang and yang thing to the to the comic book. You know what I mean? It's like well, there's also criticism in how the comic book, the original comic book, ended. Was that with with uh, with uh, Dan Dan and Laurie mm-hmm. going off to a new adventure? Yeah, right. Which almost kind of like didn't you learn your lesson from yeah. what happened in the story? Mm-hmm. Right, so it, this kind of fixes that. Like it, yeah. it, it ends with them learning their lesson. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Oh, now speaking of speaking of which, um, the the cliffhanger thing. So, uh, Tim Blake Nelson, who plays Mirror Guy, right? Mirror Guy, <laughs> Mirror Guy. That's very funny. Yeah, it's a good running joke. Uh, He's he, looking glass. Apparently, yeah. apparently he he talked to David, uh, Damon Lindelof, mm-hmm. and he asked him, "So, so, are we doing a season two? Yeah. And and he's and he's like like well I mean it kind of ends on a fine note right and and apparently Tim Tim Blake knows that like, you're you gotta be effing kidding me if you don't see that as the biggest cliffhanger ever yeah so there are people who would like to see more to this but yeah. but I'm in the camp that that says this is the best way to end it yes yeah, it's, it's good you know? although yeah. hey if this is still I wouldn't mind <laughs> but yeah. it's gotta be the same quality as this season it's yeah it's gotta be the same quality if he like, if they can't get Damon back for it, I don't think they should do it for a couple yeah for and he's not sure years. he wants to do another yeah. one because he's got a I think he, I think he said he took him years to to figure out yeah. how to do a watchman TV show to me I I look at this as the comic book and I look at this as a companion piece to right. it and, so, and stuff like that and, and, and if this is all the watchmen I have that's I'm fine 
know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, saying, yeah same here. We, 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 we went through two, uh, 25 years of being satisfied with just the Watchmen graphic novel. I've ignored the Beyond Watchmen stuff, did you? I, have, I haven't read it. So yeah. you haven't even read it either, yeah. right? I mean, I watched the Zack Snyder one because that's supposed to be just a, a literal translation of the book, whatever. Right. But I was happy with just having that graphic, that 12-issue graphic novel. Yeah. And now I'm happy to have the 12-issue graphic novel plus this nine-episode, uh, I'm going to say, miniseries. Yeah. I think that's the reason why they had to sell it as a season or whatever. Yeah. Because they had to build it as a TV show as opposed to a miniseries. Right. I think it has a lot to do with that. Yeah. You know, I think I think it's great. I don't think they should go back. This is this is fine. This is, yeah. this is great. Actually, I'm I'm looking forward to finding some time and rewatching all nine episodes again. Try to and try to look through it. Now that I know how it ends, I kind of want to go through it again and see all the yeah, kind of all the things I kind of missed. All up. these clues. Yeah, like, like the whole thing with with uh, with Osman Diaz in in Europa, mm-hmm. right? For the longest time, I thought like, oh, the the grand, the game master is just like he's out for revenge because uh-huh. he's the very first Phillips, right? right? And then suddenly he has a master now. Like, what's right. up with that? Mm-hmm. And it turns out. It's all stage. It's all positive, yeah. It was all yeah. Osman Diaz's idea to do this whole yeah. kind of mouse game between the game master and him. Yeah. Like, wow, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's good stuff, man. It's, it's good, good stuff. stuff. Yeah. yeah, that's why. Also, yeah, if you look at the beginning, uh, when the, fir- the first episode, I think, is the one where they give him the horseshoe. Right. And the guy says, and Osman Diaz says, not now. Not now. Now it's not the yeah. So, because, you know, like he's like 10 steps, uh, 100 steps ahead. That's, and I think. He he was on Europa for like five years or something like that. A decently long time, yeah. Yeah, so that and then he got that horseshoe by mistake in the very first year. So that's how far ahead. That's how many games he's playing to keep himself occupied and stuff like that. You know. Yeah, yeah. not only that, but but I mean, if people didn't get it while watching it, like yeah. like uh, what was it? Because the whole idea was that he wanted uh, that Phillips guy to the game master to be mm-hmm. his avatar, right? And he's like, "Was I a good avatar?" It's like, mm-hmm. "No, not really." No. but you put on a great show, right? You know, so which goes implies that this is all a show. It's all this a show is all a show just to keep him occupied. It's all a show for him. I think he got bored. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of those things where it's a, it's a, it's a, a dramatic irony where Doctor Manhattan gives Ozymandia everything that he wants. He wants a place that worships him, that does peace and stuff like that. But once he has it, he gets there. How far? Uh, what? How long did it take him to be get absolutely bored by that? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When he got there. Maybe a day, two days, possibly. Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean he, so, he killed all those Phillips and Crookshanks. Yeah, just, just nothing too. The message in Europa. Yeah, you know, like, like, come save me, D. Yeah. Right, it was yeah. purposely yeah. cut yeah. off in the, the D, TV yeah. show. But there's not to be daughter because yeah. it ties in with his actual daughter. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like crazy. genius, crazy. It's just genius. crazy stuff. And then, do you want to talk about anything negative and stuff like that? Um, why don't you start? Maybe I'll come up with something. my negative. My biggest negative is actually probably with the last episode, but I'm still thinking about it though. Uh, at the end of the the whole episode, Angela seems like she's taking a back seat. You know what I mean? She's not really engaged with the action and stuff like that. You know what I mean? She's just watching no, everything happen. That is true. That is yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's some incredibly touching moments. The, the moment where Doctor Manhattan dies is really touching. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, and the thing is, I also felt like there was a moment missing between Angela and then uh, what's Judd's wife's name? Oh, you okay, go her. Yeah, you know what I mean? I thought this should be a confrontation. Like, hey. I thought we were friends and stuff, but you're really racist. I thought it'd be better if she killed all the race, all the races and stuff. But anyway, I thought. But again, but part of me realizes uh, maybe her story because with the very very end where she's walking on water and stuff, maybe that's her moment. You know what I mean? Because you know what I mean. But I just thought she could have had a more of an active role in the, in the finale. I, I think it's because she already have a main active role throughout the series right. and we have they haven't really given heed to the other the supporting cast yeah, yet. It's the last episode. And it is the last episode. It should be sure her it should be her Delumont, you know what I mean? But yeah, I just, But it, it could also be a subversion to that where she's the main character but at the very last episode, you know, hey, and, she's actually smaller yeah. than you think. And also it's also a little bit it also rings a little bit true to the comic book in the sense that at the end, remember, all the heroes are there to stop uh Ozymania, but heroes are you know, here a put Things into motion like right. Ago. It's a, you know what I mean. So that might be it. I don't know. And, and that does parallel the comic book because yeah. they do the same thing. The 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 night the the, the night cavalry hmm? is it night cavalry? The night cavalry. Yeah, the night cavalry, yeah, the cavalry was like like yeah, this is our master plan. Yeah, yeah. And then Angela's like, no, no, no. Somebody else has a master plan over your master plan. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's, it's pretty genius. It's pretty yeah. genius. Mm-hmm. Oh god, this this is this so that's my show. only now. And a, a couple of things I. No, I would say I would say the the weakest episode is arguably the last episode. Yeah. Maybe if not the last episode, maybe the second episode where it's still 
transitioning to the main storyline right, okay. kind of thing. Yeah. Arguably, but yeah. but yeah, the 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 the, uh, the best episode for me was episode eight, which is the penultimate yeah. episode mm-hmm. before the last one. Right. You know? My favorites are the Will Reeves flashback episode. Yeah, that's really and good also, too. Yeah. yeah, the Doctor Manhattan episode and stuff like that. Those are really good episodes. And the uh, Laurie's Laura's episode. Oh, Gene Smart, yeah. yeah oh, by the Gene Smart, she's great. fantastic. Yeah, I, I, I know Lindelof said like he would love to work with Gene Smart again, yeah. you know, but yeah. it just, I would just watch it. Maybe if they do a sequel, <laughs> just make it about her then. Make it about her. Yeah, just do like she's a gritty <laughs> FBI agent. So that intro, her introduction in the, in the right, bag, yes. that's a spoof of the Dark Knight and stuff like that. Yeah. Chef's kiss. Mwah. Yeah, amazing, amazing. Yeah. The, the vigilante shows up yeah. and then he realizes, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. And people, somebody pointed out on YouTube, the guy's doing the, he's doing the Christian Bale bad, bad voice. Right. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, it's, a, it's such a good show. Uh, okay, I, I'm just impressed. I'm impressed and glad that it turned out as good as it did. Um, it's not Emmys has already been nominated, and it's not nominated, right? No, they have to wait until... Really? Uh, this is for next year? Yeah, next year. Oh, that's disappointing. Because yeah. like, that's like so far away. Yeah, because it definitely... I mean, uh, what do you call it? Uh, what, uh, Regina Key definitely deserves to be nominated and stuff like that. Yeah. She, she's amazing. She's incredible. Heck, the actor who played Will Reeves in that one episode of Flashback, he needs to be nominated for guest star of, yeah. of a series. There's moments in this in this, in this this series, I mean, this series that's just absolutely heartbreaking and stuff like mm-hmm. that. You know what I mean? Uh, about the black experiences. The moment that intro, that one episode where the Germans are dropping leaflets and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Hey, and true story too. Yeah. It's, 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 all, it's all true story yeah. too and stuff like that. You know what I mean? It's just it's just heartbreaking and stuff like that. You know what I mean? And like I said, the, the lynching the lynching part of it, it was like, it's scary and stuff like that. It's just, it's just, it's just good stuff. Yeah. It's good stuff. Are we, missing, of, anybody, are we missing anybody that we should mention? Uh, let's see. Well, I did like the fact that they had a visual representation of the squid monster in yeah. New York. Yeah. I liked how that played out. Mm-hmm. I thought I thought he was an idiot too, too, because yeah. I mean, yeah, she was probably he's probably been celibate all his life uh-huh. and virgin, and yeah. sure he's gonna fall for somebody who's gonna want to have sex mm-hmm. with him in quotes, yeah. you know. So he, he, dumb, but at the same yeah. time, it's like, yeah, at least he's got to see and the squid monster. I I really yeah I really enjoyed the fact that they really they really did kind of lean into the fact that it is a a companion piece to original comic book and stuff like that. Yeah. When they zoom back out, I th- oh, I think they shoot a squid monster. I think yeah. they shoot a squid monster in Times Square. Oh, it's chef's kiss and stuff Amazing. like that. Yeah, it's really good stuff, man. Uh, I like the fact that, that that I like the idea of Vietnam being the 51st state. We get to see it. That's yeah, we get that to see it. Because they never did in the comic books, right? Yeah, they never did in the comic yeah. book. I think that's really nice progression of right. where the comic book was going. And stuff like it's that. also I mean, very aware that not everybody is going to be on board. Yeah. Yeah, people pointed out on a YouTube breakdown page uh, in the later episodes. Uh, one of the newspapers in 2019 mentioned that there, there was like a bombing or suicide terrorist attack in in Saigon. So you know, just you know, so it shows that uh, what do you call it? Uh, not everybody, uh, uh, not, not everybody likes the fact that uh, what do you call it? The, the uh, Vietnam's 51st state, uh, 51st state, right? Know? Even to this day, even all those years later and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, I, 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 I like that. Uh, off tangent, but kind of related, Hawaii. Hawaii has a lot of people yeah. who are also kind of annoyed the fact that they're the fifth state of the United States. Yeah. Damon yeah. Lindoff mentioned that actually in the podcast. Oh, he did mention yeah, he that mentioned one. Because okay. remember he spent a, 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 a many seasons in, in Lost. Yeah, so, that's right. And then he says, yeah, when people when uh, when you kind of gain the trust of the locals and they, they don't look at you as a tourist and stuff like that, mm-hmm. they'll go, they'll tell you, hey man, we don't, we're, we're, you know, this is occupation here. We, we didn't we didn't become a, a, the fiftieth state willingly and stuff like right, that. You know what right. I mean? So yeah, that's really good stuff, man. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Yeah. What else was there? But in terms of negatives, I don't really have a lot. Really? I don't really have a lot to to, to be negative about. I mean, short short of like some stuff that, you know, maybe they could pick up the pace a little bit in some episode. Some people will argue there's not enough action sequences, but Watchmen was never about the action. Watchmen yeah. was never about the action, and this yeah. one lived up to that. So yeah. I, I kind of appreciate the fact that they went that direction as well. When yeah. there was action, it was really actually was really, good, really yeah. good. I remember that was it the first or second episode where the the ship uh, crashes oh, down the, the and Don Johnson yeah. goes comes out there like whoa wow. The Lindelof mentioned about that because somebody no. mentioned like like if he was part of, if his plan was to was to get uh to get Doctor Doctor Manhattan or whatnot, uh-huh. he risked his life to, to pretend to kill the other the right. other people. Oh yeah, and he and and did he mention that one? No, no. no. Lindelof said the reason why he he was like obviously look like the good guy because he was killing all those racist people mm-hmm. because all those racist people were about to get captured and would probably have revealed that he by the way 
he's the one of the main the main oh, guys gotcha, here. Yeah, you're yeah. after. Mm-hmm. That's why he had to kill them, yeah. kind of thing. Gotcha. Oh, so, that's really good. Okay, yeah. that's good. See, like, like there's so many stuff in this yeah. series that are like they really. How many years did Lindelof come up with this? I mean, yeah. he's got to have thought about it so, so much. Well, he says this: the Watchmen is one of the most is the most important thing he's ever read and stuff like yeah. that. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, most influential. He said most yeah. influential. It's just part of him. It's just part of his DNA. People. Uh, he he mentioned in, the, in interviews where. People complimented him about uh, Lost's flash, uh, flashback. Yes. The standing love. He says, all that stuff is in Watchmen. He got all yeah. that stuff from Watchmen, stuff like that. So he must have been thinking about it or... It's like, it's one of those things where he's... Uh, what is it? He's um, probably been put... What's that thing? Uh, you put 10,000 hours into something, you're an expert on it. He's been probably, you know, going through... Uh, adapting uh, Watchmen his other works for like ten thousand hours, you know what I mean? Now, yep. you know now he's a, he's a, he's officially done it, like official uh, Watchmen companion piece and stuff. Yeah, in, in between leftover seasons, he was probably like working on the script for yeah. for Watchmen, yeah, <laughs> on the idea for Watchmen, the yeah. treatment for Watchmen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what else? That's uh, good stuff. Oh, the only thing, the other thing I kind of didn't, I I I, I didn't like even because a lot of this, uh, what do you call it? Uh, a lot of the. Uh, the 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 story is you have to kind of put it together, but sometimes they hammer the point home a little too uh, too much. Like the whole uh, what do you call it? The whole uh, the fact that Will is a, a parallel to Superman. You know what I mean? How many times they, they flash back to him being put into uh the carriage? I mean, sh- and being driven away from Tulsa as it burns, just like Superman in 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 uh, leaving Krypton and stuff like that. Right. They hammer sometimes they hammer the point uh, uh home a little too much. You know what I mean? And oh, yeah. And even in the flashback, even when they did the thing where uh, Doctor Manhattan, that Doctor Manhattan episode, you know what I mean, where he mentioned um, he laughs at uh, Ozymandias' joke six months in the future, but they flash back to them in the bar. Because, but I think they should. Uh, what do you call it? They should have uh, uh, let the audience figure that out by themselves. You know what I mean? Instead of having the editor. Does that oh, make sure. sense? Sure. Yeah. It's just like uh, a couple of things they just hammered the point home a little too fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's it. It's good stuff. Good stuff. So in the end, did we figure out who watches the Watchmen? <laughs> who watches the Watchmen? Yeah. Oh, he also figured Watchmen still. Uh, the whole motif with watches. Mm-hmm. Lindelof still kept that in the story. Yeah, yeah. You know, which was the whole thing with the first one too. Yeah, it's great. It's literally, it, I mean, we talked about how uh, the themes and how the story ideas of uh, carried over from the original comic book but visually it, they carried over from the Washington book as well you know what I mean there's a lot of uh, watches you know what I mean it's not just like literal watches but shape, objects and shapes of watches and, and it slowly kind of progresses towards midnight and stuff like that Yeah, it's sprinkled throughout the episodes and stuff like that I it's can like, understand why co-creator David Gibbons was really happy with how this turned out because yeah. he does really deserve the name Watchmen yeah. it's a shame that Alan Moore is never going to watch it never. <laughs> not even a million years now. he'll collect those checks god damn it but he's never going to watch it it's, of all the ad, uh, Alan Moore adaptations I wish he would watch this one because I think yep. I think he would be proud of it. Yeah, I mean? but it, it fits his it fits his criteria. It's yeah. not a direct adaptation of of the comic book. Yeah, it's not it's, a slave it's a to new, the word. Yeah, it's something new too, yeah. and it's also saying new things as yeah. well. Yeah, and what I love about uh, uh, Damon Lindelof, he is completely self aware and completely aware of of Alan Moore and his Alan Moore's distaste for his adaptation. Because in interviews leading up to it, he's he's talked about if you're an Alan Moore hardcore fan, if you're an Alconaut, you know, like worship Alan Moore, don't watch this show. Um, you know what I mean? Respect Alan Moore's wishes and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Right. Even so, he, Al, I mean, Damonoff knows Alan Moore and his whole the mis- and all that stuff. So yeah, I like that. And as Alan Moore's daughter would remind people, hey, Dave, Dave Gibbons was actually a, a major thing with yeah. with the Watchmen series too. Yeah. So yeah, he deserves to be a co-creator as opposed to just yeah. the penciler. I uh, somebody mentioned somewhere in the credits they obviously mentioned uh, uh, Dave Gibbons, right? But I thought somewhere they they say did they give any kind of acknowledgement to Alan Moore? In You're the not press? supposed to, right? Alan Moore said that, like always take my name off any kind of. But I thought they they would do that thing where he's the original original writer or or you know something like that. Well, you then know? they would have put him down in the I, I didn't see that in that, right? I, I don't think that. I don't yeah. think so because I I know in the Miracle Man reprints for Marvel Comics they put original writer, right? So yeah, but it's a comic book thing. I think yeah. I think they're required to do that. Yeah, <laughs> it's interesting. Okay, all right. Anyways, we can, I, we, can, we can keep talking. But uh, all right, thanks for listening. This was episode 267 of the Stuff and Junk Show. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, this has been a podcast on the Who What Worst Network.